This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It's Money FM 89.3 and welcome to our regular sports show Game of Two Halves live every Monday where I host the sports podcasters from The Straits Times. I'm Adrian Abraham and joining me in the studio today I've got Sazali Abdulaziz and I've also got the content producer with The Straits Times Ziel Raushan, gentlemen, welcome to the studio. How are you? It's been good. It's been a good weekend, I think, of, of sport and, and of, uh, you know, the EPL returning finally. Yeah, very good, very good. Good weekend of sport. And joining us in the second half of this show, we'll have the national swimmer Kwa Ting Wen for a chat on her experience at the International Swimming League. Now, I guess we should start with the Premier League. The international break is finally over. We saw some great football over the weekend, starting with... Liverpool, who are missing a lot of their key players, but managed to pull through a 3-0 win against an informed Leicester City. Sazali, your thoughts on the Liverpool, a depleted Liverpool squad? Well, you know, basically it's crisis, what crisis, right? I mean, the the way some people were talking uh, before the game was like Liverpool would struggle to field 11 players uh, on the team, but, you know, they they weren't comfortably and and they were convincing. And I think there's so much, uh, you know, for them to be happy about, you know, Diego Jota and, and Firmino. There was talk about Jota replacing Firmino in the starting eleven, and now they, they, they complemented each other so well uh, in the game. Firmino had a wonderful game. He was in the thick of everything uh, good they did. So yeah, I think all things considered, it's been a, it was a fantastic weekend for, for Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, I can't disagree with Cesali. Crisis, what crisis? I think Liverpool fully showed they have a squad that is capable of mounting a title challenge. And despite the numerous injuries, I think they all pulled together really well. James Milner, as always, Mr. Reliable, came in, did a job. And I, I'm not surprised that they won. I'm surprised by the comfortable margin that they won. 3-0 against uh, up-and-coming Leicester City side. That'll give them great confidence going into the busy period. And what about Tottenham? 2-0 winners over Manchester City. Son Heung-min, a player which many people got rid of their fantasy Premier League squads, me included. I didn't. And <laughs> he was in my team. I actually yeah. kept Harry Kane. But, you know, once again, Son, he scores against Man City. And I think if Man City hates two things, it's one, VAR, and VAR against Spurs, the decision going against them again. And, you know, Pep Guardiola just signed a new contract with Spurs. Look, the real deal, top of the table, and Mourinho is probably proving his critics wrong at this point. Yeah, it does look like Jose's got his mojo back. Doing really well, Tottenham, they, they look a well, well-drilled outfit, as you expect of a Mourinho team. I went on this show on Friday and I said I expect City to win, but having watched that game, Tottenham, they're in for the long haul, they're going to do well this season. I, I, I actually don't think they'll sustain a, a title challenge. I, I, you know, Spurs to me right now, they, they remind me a lot of Liverpool uh, under Benitez and Brendan Rodgers. You know, they have a world-class striker going forward. They have, you know, two or three very, very good players. But then not much else, you know, not very far from being the final product. You know, they, they've got a good goalkeeper, just like how Reyna was, you know, for, for Liverpool so many years ago. But, you know, I think... Uh, in terms of the whole package, I don't think uh, Spurs are there yet. You know, okay, I, don't, Saz, I don't think they'll sustain a title challenge. I take your point, Saz, but considering City look out of it this season, yeah. <laughs> who's going to compete with Liverpool? I'm just looking at the table now. I I can see your point, but probably I Chelsea. Think... Probably Chelsea. I, I see Chelsea as the only serious contenders. Okay. To Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like you, you did mention uh, sort of Liverpool squad under Benitez, and I, I, I think uh, Benitez won the Champions League as well. So I guess Tottenham mm-hmm. do have something. Never say never. But also, uh, like Raushan said, this Man City team, 
they are awful this season. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's happened yeah. to them. Pep Guardiola, yes, we know he's got his um, his fair share of injuries, but I mean, come on, who else will compete? We're looking at Tottenham, Liverpool, possibly Leicester City. Uh, we saw United win over the weekend. You know, they moved up to ninth from 14th. I know it's a long way to go, but Raushan, a win is a win. Bruno Fernandes, once again, a retaken penalty. I think that's the second one he's had this season. Um, lucky, I think, United this weekend. Uh, look, that's the case for United at the moment. We are, we're not going to show up, excellent, play excellent football and take a win. We're going to scrape through and that's what we did against West Brom. Again, we started with two holding midfielders, which I disagree with. At home, we shouldn't have started to, with two. But either way, three points is three points. And looking at the table, we have a game in hand. If we win that, we'll be up there, thereabouts. So I'll take that. I, 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 I just realised something, Roshan, when you were saying about uh, who, who's contenders to Liverpool. I think uh, we listed the teams and I just realised that it's so sad that there was no mention of Manchester United at all. That's how far they've fallen. You we know. have to be realistic. Yeah, now, man. quickly, let's talk a little bit about the Singapore Premier League. Uh, you know, it's heating up. Just four games left and they'll be played within 12 days. And now we have a clear frontrunner. For the title, haven't we, Sazali? Yeah, we do. Uh, Albrecht, Sinigata, you know, sitting sitting pretty at the top. Uh, you know, they, they were the big winners uh, easily of the past weekend. They managed to edge past title rivals, uh, Lion City Sailors 3-2. Um, and, you know, another title rival, Tampani, slipped up for the third time in four games against Tanjo Paga, bottom, bottom of the table Tanjo Paga. So, you know, inexplicable. You know, th- things... Uh, just work out the way they did, and and now Albrecht's are uh, you know two points clear of Tampines and four clear of Sailors with with four games to go. You know I don't really see them slipping up. Yep, exactly. I think Lion City are definitely out of it at this point. But Tampines, you never know. I mean Albrecht's get the job done, always get the job done. So they are clear favourites in the driving seat. But I expect one one final twist this year. Now, if you like the Straits Times Game of Two Halves podcast, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 every Monday, or you can subscribe to hashtag Game of Two Halves on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. And now, into the second half of the show, as promised, we have national swimmer Kwa Tingwen on the line. She has just returned from Budapest, where she took part in the International Swimming League, or ISL. Now, Tingwen, who is 28, wrote about her experience at the ISL in four columns that ran in the Straits Times, and she joins us now on the phone. Tingwen, how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Now, what was the whole ISL experience like? Um, it was great. Um, it was really a once-in-a-lifetime uh, experience. It was really amazing. Um, I got to see some old friends. I made uh, new friends, and I got to race for the first time in 10 months, I think, uh, this year. Now, it must not have been easy, you know, swimming your first competitive race of the year in November. How many races did you swim, and how did you do? I swam 19 races in total. Um, it started out a little bit rocky in the beginning, um, kind of rusty. It had been a while since I had raced, so I think the body remembers, but it, it takes a while, and so it started out a little bit rough, but I think as each match went along, uh, it got better, and I gained confidence, and I just started having uh, more fun. Uh, Tingwon, was there one highlight moment from your time in Budapest, you know, be it in the pool or, or outside of it? There's not one specific highlight. I think there were some moments um, in the pool, I think one of them was, was uh, when I was on the mixed freestyle relay, the 4x100 mixed freestyle, 
where you have the two men going first and then the two female swimmers going third and fourth and I was the last leg of the relay and I remember we were really close with um another team I think it was the London team and uh we were it was going it was going to be a fight for first and getting on the block I remember just being like a whole mix of emotions nervous excited um really stressed out uh just because it you know, it had been a long time since I had raced that I have I had been on a relay and you know, I, I tend to put a lot more pressure on myself on relays just because I I know that there are three other people um behind the block relying on me. So I think uh, and it also has been a long time since I, I felt like that whole mash of emotions. So I think, you know, I on the block for me time stood still. Like I was really stressed out but also it just really embraced I think that moment of team spirit and and uh, I just went with it and I had a lot of fun and we ended up winning that relay so that was good oh, that's um, fantastic, outside the yeah. pool yeah and uh, outside the pool it's really just I think being in a very um, high level competitive environment and just really soaking it all in mm-hmm. and, and you wrote in your final column for ST that you know the ISL opened your eyes to the possibility of, of swimming professionally you know how viable is this option for you going forward um, it's not going to be easy I think especially uh, in Singapore when we're, you know, we're a smaller sporting nation and it's still a very new idea, a very new concept for athletes to um, go past the stage of being a student athlete and explore professional sports. But I think, you know, there is a beginning for everything. Um, that's the first time for everything. And it's exciting to be a part of that pioneer group and hopefully uh, take the first step towards that and, and allow younger athletes to realize that it it is possible if you want if you want that and I just I'll, I just learned when I was in Hungary that you know if there's something I really want I will find a way I think to make it work and it won't be easy but I I don't think anything that's ever been worth doing has been easy. Well said. Now, you hit quite a few milestones in Budapest, setting three national records, hitting some personal bests and claiming a silver medal in the 50-meter fly. How did this journey, you know, in Budapest help you in the goal to qualify for Tokyo 2021? I think it just gave me a lot of confidence um, in myself. It allowed me, it, it renewed, I think, the passion for swimming, for the sport. I think it opened my eyes to swimming on a different level, just being surrounded by um, all these really great athletes and just watching and learning and being able to soak all of that in. And I think it just gave me a lot of confidence. You know, it was a short course um, meet, so the pool is 25. It's set up 25 instead of 50 meters. So it, it, it forced me to work on little things like my turns, my underwaters, and I think just all the skills and the technique that I, I practiced in that five or six weeks when I was there, I think being able to bring that back here and practice that moving forward to Tokyo, it's just giving me a lot of confidence in terms of technique and skill work. National swimmer Kwa Ting Wen joining us on the Game of Two Halves podcast. Thank you so much for your time and I wish you the best for your future endeavors. Thank you. Bye. Now, Sizali, just finally we can uh, sort of wrap up just everything else that's been happening, not just in the world of football, but tennis, Daniel Medvedev, did he manage to catch that match against Dominic Team? You know, it was his first big title. 
And I know I'm throwing you a little bit, you know, under the bus here, but <laughs> yeah, I feel that... <laughs> catch the match at all. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's a historic win. Nadal and Djokovic, they play them in the semifinals. Dominic team against Djokovic and Daniel Medvedev against... Um, Are you suggesting this was a change of guard? Possibly. This was, I don't know, this it possibly be. I mean, Dominic team, we saw in the US Open how, you know, he did beat Alexander Zverev in five sets. And everyone talks about these three, Roger, Nadal, mm. and mm. Djokovic. And we're slowly seeing Dominic team, Daniel Medvedev, and possibly Zverev. But, I mean, I don't want to talk about Kyrgios because I feel that he's, he reminds me of a Balotelli. <laughs> wasted potential. <laughs> yeah. You know, a bit reckless and a bit out there. But um, going forward, we have the Australian Open to look forward to. And if I was just to throw it out there, do you think that Dominic team, Daniel Medvedev, do you think they could really challenge the other two? Um, it has to come sometime, right? The, the changing of the gut. But, um, you know, I, I think it's... it's, uh, it's I, I don't think it'll, it'll happen where, where, where they'll, they'll sort of become the, the new Roger and the new... Uh, um, uh, Rafa, Rafa Nadal, yeah, I, I don't think so. I, th- these two are just a special breed. It's like saying uh, Haaland is going to be the new Ronaldo. It may happen, you know, you can see it. Is but he coming to United? No, no, <laughs> sorry. Four goals, four goals this yeah, weekend, again, right? right? Yeah. And that right. other kid, Mukoko. Mukoko, yeah. So for Mukoko. Yeah. 23 goals in 22. He doesn't look 16, by the way. He looks about, looks about 19, 20, yeah. yeah Mukoko, Cameroonian German international. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. And there goes the final whistle for our sports discussion of the week. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. Now, don't forget, you can catch ST's hashtag Game of Two Halves podcast on demand on the audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. And we will catch you next week at the same time. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.